0: And so we'll go ahead and read, we're in article 10 today, it'll be our last week here, and it's titled, The Deity of Christ. And it says, we believe that Jesus Christ, according to his divine nature, is the only Son of God, eternally begotten, not made or created, for then he would be a creature. He is one in essence with the Father, co-eternal, the exact image of the person of the Father, and the reflection of God's glory being like the Father in all things. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, not only from the time he assumed our nature, but from all eternity. As the following testimonies teach us when they are taken together, Moses says that God created the world, and John says that all things were created through the Word, which he calls God. The Apostle says that God created the world through the Son, he also says that God created all things through Jesus Christ. And so it must follow. The one who is called God, the Word, the Son, and Jesus Christ already existed before creating all things. Therefore, the prophet Micah says that Christ's origin is from ancient days. And the apostle says the Son has neither beginning of days nor end of life. So then, he is the true eternal God, the Almighty whom we invoke, worship, and serve. Amen. So last week, we looked at the eternal generation of the Son from the Father, that both have life within themselves, but the Father has granted this to the Son, or as Augustine put it, he has begotten his Son from all eternity. Though the Son is begotten, he has no beginning. He is co-eternal with the Father the Son of God, not merely from the time he took on flesh, but always. This is a central truth for the Christian religion, and it's also the central mystery, as we cannot fully grasp this truth. One must then wonder, where does this mystery then come from? What gives us the warrant to make these grand claims about Jesus Christ? The Belgic moves now, then, to draw our eyes to the Word of God for various testimonies of the truths to establish what we have just articulated about Jesus. Commentators on this section refer to this as the Belgic's string of pearls, comparing the masterful way of piecing together scripture to to the way a master jeweler strings together pearls into a beautiful necklace. The testimonies begin with the beginning, in Genesis 1, where Moses says that God created the world. This is then held in comparison with John 1, where John says all things were created through the word, which he calls then God. The Old Testament says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the New Testament says, all things were made through him, him being the word, and without him was not anything made that was made. So then the question is, who created all things? Was it God or the Word, the Lord Jesus Christ? The confession responds to this question by citing the epistle's teaching on creation when they say that God created the world through and by the Son in Hebrews 1, verse 2, and Colossians 1, verse 16. And through Jesus Christ in 1 Corinthians 8 6. These are the pearls, if you will, the commentators referred to, fitted together on a strand, and the article uh, and the article phrases the conclusion from these testimonies in such a perfect way when it says the following. And so it must follow that the one who is called God, the Word, the Son, and Jesus Christ already existed before creating all things. Or in some translations, the end says, did exist at that time when all things were created by him, Jesus Christ, which I think is maybe a little bit more clear. The confession then summarizes this truth with two last testimonies. One from the Old Testament with the prophet Micah, who spoke of a king who would come to Israel, yet who would be no ordinary king. Micah 5.2 in the Geneva translation words this as, whose, begin, whose goings forth have been from the beginning and from the everlasting. And then in the apostolic letter to the Hebrews in chapter 7 verse 3 that says, He hath neither beginning of his days, neither end of life. And so it's clear from these scriptures and also from many others that Jesus is God the only begotten Son, from all eternity. And this really, this truth, this reality, should move us into doxology as we close on this article. For he is our Lord, he is our Savior, and he is our King, through whom all things were created, and yet he condescended from the highest of places to be made lower than that of even his servants, the angels to live among us, sinful men, to take back that which was lost in the garden, to be condemned for us, to suffer for us, to die for us, and then to rise for us, so that just as in Adam all died, in him would there be life everlasting. The question should be, why should the king of kings have cast an eye towards mere traitorous dust? Why should he continue to wash us today with the word? A proper view of who Christ is should overwhelm our hearts with thankfulness and love to the one who loved us first. Though there was nothing in us that merited love at all, and to the one who loves us still, so that we may be washed to reach glory. Perhaps we can summarize all of this with... The same word who brought the universe to life continues today on the Lord's day to usher us to life.